Hello word nerds, I'm doing another TikTok video. Oh my god, my face looks just totally insane. You can go to at speedjampar to see my TikTok videos. S-P-E-J-A-M-P-A-R. The first word in this episode is earring. E-A-R-R-I-N-G. Noun from before the 12th century. It is an ornament for the ear and especially the earlobe. Ooh, there's my earlobe. <laughs> my eyes are not going in the right place. Wow, okay, I used to have an earring. I don't anymore. Let's post this video. Okay, that is posted. And uh, no, seriously, my face looked just absolutely insane. Uh, let's see, I need to do a sound effect now. I think I'm just going to do like, uh, let's see. Ooh. Next is Ear rot. Ear rot? When my ears are rotten? I mean, sometimes it uh, if, I, if I get a little too much wax buildup, it feels like maybe my ears might be rotting. Ear rot is two words, noun from 1926. This is, oh no, it's not about your human ears. It's something else. It is a condition of Indian corn that is characterized by molding and decay of the ears, and that is caused by fungi. And the uh, genera names of this fungi, there's a few of them. Diplodia, that's one. Number two is Fusarium. And number three is Gibberella. I don't know if I said those exactly correctly, but they should have been pretty close. Uh, so those are some different kinds of fungi that can cause your ears of corn to mold, decay, and it's not, not things that you want to happen to your ears of corn. Ooh. Ear shell, two words, noun from 1752. The synonym is abalone. I think that is how you say it, A-B-A-L-O-N-E, abalone. And uh, so ear shell, I mean, I think abalone is a type of creature maybe that lives in a shell. Maybe it's like a mollusk or a something. And um, I mean, I'm assuming it's it's shaped like an ear. That's why they call it ear shell or, you know, give or take. And uh, so maybe we need to post a picture on social media, Twitter, Instagram, dictionary pod uh, of an ear shell. We'll post a picture over there someday when I get around to it. Ooh. Earshot. One word, noun from 1607. This is the range within which one may hear a person's unaided voice, as in waited until he was out of earshot. So what's what is this? Let's let's say it again uh, in a slightly different way. When somebody's talking not through a microphone or a megaphone, a PA system, nothing like that. They're not being aided in any way. It's just their normal voice. And uh, so the this is basically like the distance that your voice will travel. So if you're speaking really loudly, that range is a lot further because your voice is louder and it can go a further distance. But then if you're speaking pretty quietly, that range is going to be a lot, uh, lot uh, shorter. Uh, and so, but it's, it's more about, so with earshot, this is the ears of the other people 
uh, are hearing you. And so, you know, earshot, it could be like you, you, can, you can be a distance away or you can be through rooms and doors, you know, whatever it is, whatever thing it is, the, uh, the, the ears of the people can hear you or not, depending on how far away. Wow, my, my explanation just really got super crappy, but I think you understand the concept now. Earshot. It's kind of a funny funny way to say that. Why shot? Why why is shot the second part? Could it why why didn't we say ear range or sound range or something? Earshot. Yeah, I never really thought about how odd that is. I'm gonna wait until you're out of earshot so I can talk about you. I mean that's that's kind of what it is. Uh we're at the restaurant and uh, they go to the bathroom. Okay, they're out of earshot. Now we can talk about them. Ooh. Ear splitting. One word. Adjective from 1835. Distressingly loud or shrill. And of course, I'm not going to make an ear splitting sound because nobody wants to hear that. I could if I wanted to, but I don't want to. Uh, and the synonym is just loud. So yeah, it's it's something is so loud or shrill that it feels like it is splitting your ear into a thousand pieces. Maybe your your eardrum, your tympanic membrane feels like it's being ripped apart because of because the sounds are so loud or shrill. Ooh. All right, this is the beginning of the earth section, which looks like it's going to go all the way through the next episode. So we are starting with, of course, the word earth, E-A-R-T-H, first form. And even though it starts with E-A-R, which we have said many times in the last few episodes is pronounced ear, we do not call it earth. Maybe some people want to say earth, but no, we call it just earth. It's a fine earth. Noun from before the 12th century. We got a number of definitions here. Number one, the fragmental material composing part of the surface of the globe, especially cultivable soil. So soil that can be cultivated is cultivable soil. All right, let's break this down a little bit. Uh, It's the fragmental material composing part of the surface of the globe. So we're not talking about the entire globe. I'm sure that's going to be one of these definitions. But here we're talking about the basically the outer layer of the earth. Do we call that the mantle, the crust? Maybe it's the crust. Maybe the mantle is the next one in. But... We're talking about the part where the the land, I believe, that is exposed to the air. Probably not the water part. I think that's why it says uh, composing part of the surface of the globe. The water would be the rest of the part. So we're talking about, you know, all of the land masses, the countries, the continents. And it's fragmental, I think. They're they're using that word here because the earth is made up of all of these, uh, these tectonic plates that move around. And even though the tectonic plates, I think, are part of the water area, the ocean part too, uh, I think we're more talking about these these uh, land masses that move around. So that is this definition of the Earth. But what does number two say? The sphere 
of mortal life as distinguished from spheres of spirit life. And uh, I don't know if I've ever heard it described that way, but it does say compare to uh, these wouldn't be synonyms. They're, they're the words heaven and hell. So earth would be the sphere of mortal life where we are living in these physical meat bags um, in three dimensions. And uh, But it's different from the spheres of spirit life. So some people would describe those as maybe one sphere is heaven and one sphere is hell. And, you know, I personally don't believe in heaven and hell, but I do think that there is something of this spirit life. Uh, I also don't know if I would call these spheres. That 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 feels a little bit too. Uh, uh, what's the word? Too too limiting. I think. Um, so yeah, this this is a bit more into the religious spiritual world. This this number two definition. But let's keep going. Three A, areas of land as distinguished from sea and air. So just any part of land that you can walk on basically, is earth. It's not the sea. It's not the water. It's not the air. It's earth. What is earth? 3b. The solid footing formed of soil, and the synonym here is ground. Just the ground that you will be standing in, it's earth. Number four. I can't believe it took four definitions to get here. This is often capitalized, and it is the planet on which we live that is third in order from the sun. And then it says to see the planet table. And uh, maybe here I need to put in a clip of uh, a They Might Be Giant song. Uh, I don't remember the exact title, but I believe it is on their album Here Comes Science. And uh, it basically just uh, lists list the planets and other things. And of course, Earth is in there. Yeah, what else can we say about this? This is this is our planet. This is where we live. It's the planet on which we live. We don't live anywhere else. Uh, there's a lot of sci-fi stories about humans needing to go find another planet or get off this planet uh, because because well, we are screwing it up. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, we're 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 screwing it up, and um, you know, I don't I don't know if we're gonna be able to get to another planet. Uh, before we screwed up so bad, we uh, were all destroyed. Uh, maybe, maybe we don't need to uh, go down that route, that route so fiercely, the, the depressive route of how we're screwing up our planet Earth. The thing is, Earth is going to be fine. Nature always finds a way. Uh, it, it always figures out a way to, to be in balance. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to have a whole lot of natural disasters uh, that we just have to deal with until we can make some serious, serious changes. And I just don't know if humankind can do that fast enough, or at least the important people who can make those changes, I don't know if they're going to do those fast enough. On that note, 5A. The people of the planet Earth. Th they're also called Earth? I don't think I've heard of this one. The people of the planet Earth are just called Earth. I've heard Earthlings. Are we going to see that? Yes, we are. 5B, the mortal human body. Now, is this the body, all humans? 
being considered one body or is this one individual body which is mortal which will die uh that's called earth again i haven't heard of this one maybe maybe you they use that more religiously i don't know uh 5c i'm guessing this is going to be similar the pursuits interests and pleasures of earthly life as distinguished from spiritual concerns. Well, well, what, how do I think about this one? The, well, well, okay, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's the things that we are doing while we are in these mortal human bodies on earth. We are in earth, on earth, and the things that we are doing are also earth. The pursuits, the interests, you know, me just sitting here recording this podcast and you listening to this podcast, that's also Earth because we are we are interested in these things and we do them. The pleasures of earthly life. Listening to this podcast, I hope, is one of the pleasures of your earthly life while you are in this earthly body. And it's different from your spiritual concerns. What are you con- concerned about spiritually? Uh, well, that's, that's the thing that's, I think, hurting my brain a little bit is I think every, a lot of people have spiritual, uh, they they think about things in a spiritual way, spiritual way, whether it's religion or non-religious, um, but, but how, how deep can you get into that? Uh, could that not be part of your, your pursuits while here on earth? Or are we talking about spiritual concerns when you are not part of this mortal human body, but you don't get to experience that until you are dead or before your birth? Possibly. I mean, we don't know. That's the thing. Uh, so anyway, it's it's not that stuff. It's all of the, uh, the fun things that you get to do uh, when you're in your body. And that's a whole range of things from food to sleep to sex to nature, experiencing nature, talking to people, all those things. Number six, the layer of a burrowing animal. That is earth. Well, they are burrowing in earth, and I guess you call it earth too, the actual layer. Again, haven't heard of this one. And number seven, this is an excessive amount of money. Hmm... Uh, This is used with the word the, as in the example, this is a quote, real suede, which costs the earth to clean. That is a quote from Joanne Winship. So, it costs the earth to clean. It is so expensive to clean suede, Joanne says, that uh, you might as well spend the equivalent amount of money as the earth would cost, it basically, it's just a ton of money. I, I have also not heard of this one. Hmm. Earth-like is an adjective. And there is a phrase, on earth, which means, uh, oh, this one is just used as an intensive, as in the quote, to find out what on earth he was up to. That is from Michael Holroyd. Michael Holroyd was uh, wanted to find out what on earth, what on earth he was up to. What on earth was Michael Holroyd talking about? What on earth? I, I like this one. I don't really know why. Why, why, is the, why do we like this one? Um, I think it's just fun to be just like, what on earth are you talking about? Why on earth would you decide to record yourself reading the dictionary? 
What what reason on this planet would you have to do that thing? That's a fun one. Oh, let's look at the etymology from uh, where are we going down to Old High German Erda, which means Earth, from the Greek word Era. Ooh, that's interesting. E R A. Now it doesn't say what that means, but I'm assuming it just means Earth also. So uh, Era. You know, of course, we we talk about there are eras in in history. This era and that era. Ooh, it's the end of an era. So uh, I'm guessing. It's uh, you know basically the same etymology. Hmm, that is an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, the etymology isn't, uh, there's not much more to that. So the word just comes from an old word that just means earth, I think. We got another form of earth, though. We got to make a sound effect. <sighs> Second form of earth is a verb from 1575. One, to drive to hiding in the earth to drive to hiding so is this like if you're earthing a thing you are driving it away so it goes to hide maybe in its lair maybe it's a burrowing animal that needs to go hide because you're chasing it you're earthing it i haven't heard of that number two to draw soil about about what about plants so i guess if you're uh, if you dig a hole and then you put a plant in there. Maybe it's a seed. Maybe it's a plant that's partly grown. And um, I guess it's the the, uh, the 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 act of putting the dirt around the plant, so it's you know in there real good. You are earthing it. But this is often used with the word up. So you would say earth up. I'm gonna earth up that plant. Maybe dig a hole, put the plant in, put the earth around it, earthen it up. That's what we're doing when we're planting. Number three is chiefly British, and this is the number three definition for the word ground. And of course, we're talking about a the verb. So I can't. I'm trying to think of like what what grounding a thing. If what if you're like grounding a plane, you're you're bringing it down to the ground. You're earthing it. So maybe the British people. I'm just guessing on the actual definition. But it seems to make sense to me. So the Brits are like, earth that plane. Bring it down. We, we got a problem with the plane. You got to earth it. And we have one intransitive definition, which is talking about a hunted animal. And so I'm going to assume that this is related to the number one definition for the transitive, which was to drive to hiding in the earth. So the intransitive says, to hide in the ground. So yes, the animal is being hunted, and then when they earth themselves, they go to hide in the ground, in the earth. Maybe maybe when the, the ostrich puts its head in the ground. Is this a thing that the ostriches actually do? I don't know. Anytime an animal just goes into the ground, digs a hole, goes into its lair, they are earthing themselves. Earthborn, one word, adjective from 1621, one, born on this earth, and the synonym is the word mortal. So every single human living thing that we are aware of that uh, that has ever existed 
was uh, was Earthborn? Is Earthborn? I am Earthborn. You are Earthborn. We are all mortal. We will die eventually. We were born on this planet, not on another planet or in the galaxy, in the solar system, in space, in the universe, nowhere else, just here on Earth. Now we don't know if Earth, uh, no, if uh, if 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 uh, life came from another part of the universe and landed on Earth. We're not entirely sure what is life anyway, but uh, everything after that is Earthborn. Number two, associated with earthly life, as in Earthborn cares. The things that I care about are Earthborn because they are associated with my life, which is on Earth and it's my earthly life. I don't I don't have anything else in my life that is associated with things that are not on earth. I mean, I'm fascinated by the sky and the space and all the stuff out there. But, you know, I, I don't get to access it in any way. Everything I got, everything I need, everything I can deal with is here on earth. It's earthborn. Earthbound. One word. Adjective from 1605, 1A, fast in or to the soil, as in earthbound roots. Uh, The word fast is a little confusing, fast in or to the soil. So I think this just basically means like they're just in the soil, they go to the soil, the roots of the plants. Once you earth up a plant, it is earthbound, it is bound, it's stuck, it's rooted into the earth, the dirt, the soil, the ground. And so it's it's not coming out until something pulls it out. It's not coming out by itself, that's for darn sure. 1B, located on or restricted to land or to the surface of the earth. So, you know, uh, there's just the surface of the earth in general, you know, we're all earthbound in that way, all the living things, but uh, more specifically, it mentioned the land also. So, you know, humans, we just, in our bodies themselves, we are earthbound because we we can go into the water, but we can't stay there for a long time. We can't live in the water, so we're essentially earthbound. Uh, there are some animals that can go back and forth and live between the land and the water, just uh, peachy keen, everything's fine with that, but not humans. We can go, we can swim, we can play in the water, we can go on a boat, we can, uh, we can go in, uh, you know, those, those cool machines, those submarines that go under the water, but only for a time, only, only a bit of time, then you gotta get back to the earth. 2A, bound by earthly interests. That is earthbound. And 2B, the synonyms are pedestrian and unimaginative. So it's like uncreative. It's just sort of normal, standard, sophomoric, nothing really interesting or fancy about this. I I feel like I am often uh, earthbound in that way. Earth color, two words, noun from 1931. The synonym is earth tone, which is going to be in the next episode. So what is the tone? What is the color of earth? There's lots of earth colors. Whoa.
Earthen. E-A-R-T-H-E-N. And you can say Earthen or Earthen with that sort of hard T-H sound. Adjective from the 13th century. One, made of earth. If you just grab anything that's uh, on the ground and make something out of it, it is earthen. And then number two, the synonym is earthly. Earthenware, one word, noun from 1646. Ceramic ware, and that's W-A-R-E. Ceramic ware made of slightly porous opaque clay fired at low heat. And uh, it doesn't specifically say this, but of course it would be called earthenware because it is made of earth. The clay, the ceramics, I guess it's clay. The clay comes from the, comes from the ground somewhere down there. You got to get it out of there and then you make a thing out of it. Pots and plates and cups and vases and all that stuff. And uh, those things are called ceramic ware. And they're made from the earth. So they're earthenware. Earth, this one, you could say earthily or earthily. Earth and then an I-L-Y, earthily. This is an adverb from 1953. And it just says in an earthy manner. Earthy. We're going to see earthy at the end of the next episode. So in that type of manner is earthly. And that's that's going to be fun to talk about when we get there. Earth light. One word. Noun from 1833. The synonym is earth shine, which is going to be in tomorrow's episode. Earthling. Noun from 1593. One An inhabitant of the earth is an earthling. All of the humans, the animals, the plants, every single living thing on earth is an earthling. That's what I think. Two, the synonym is worldling. So I'm guessing that's literally just the same thing, but we're just using a different first part of the word. Anything that lives on the world, on the earth, the only one that we are aware of, the only one that we can be on, it's a worldling. I've never heard of those. I haven't heard of the word worldling used, just earthling. And our last word, earthly, E-A-R-T-H-L-Y, adjective from before the 12th century, 1A, Characteristic of or belonging to this earth. Not that earth, this earth. 1b. Relating to the human race's actual life on this earth. I wonder why they had to say actual life. What other life would there be? Are we talking about our our spiritual life, which would not be on this earth? Relating to the human race's actual life on this earth. So anything that the human race on this earth is dealing with is earthly. And then number two, the synonym is possible, as in, of what earthly use is it? 
what possible use would we have for this? What what earthly use is this podcast really? I mean, come on. What what benefit would this have to the earthlings of earth? Earthliness is a noun and we have synonym information. So, there's only 3 synonyms including the one that we're talking about. Earthly, worldly, and mundane mean belonging to or characteristic of the earth. Earthly often implies a contrast with what is heavenly or spiritual. So contrast to heavenly or spiritual, the opposite of that, being on this earth in a physical way. As in, abandon earthly concerns and entered a convent. I mean, you that's, that's about as far away as you can get from abandoning your earthly concerns. You can get rid of as much physical stuff as possible, and you are f- going to focus your life as much as you possibly can on heavenly or spiritual things, um, but you are still physically here on earth. Uh, maybe mentally you like to meditate a lot or read religious books or spiritual books, uh, but you still got to eat, you still got to sleep, you still got to do all those things. So that's as, as much as you can that's abandoning your earthly concerns. Worldly and mundane both imply a relation to the immediate concerns and activities of human beings. But more specifically, worldly suggests uh, suggesting tangible personal gain or gratification, as in worldly goods, and mundane suggesting reference to the immediate and practical, as in a mundane discussion of finances. Oh, yes, those those discussions about money and sometimes health and things like that. Oh, they are suggesting reference to the immediate and practical. Um, I don't know. I guess I feel like the way that I think of mundane is a little bit different than that. It's like, oh, it's boring. We got to talk about it, but that's not very interesting. But this one feels a little bit different than that, I guess. Immediate concerns and activities of human beings. The things that human beings have to deal with. Worldly, mundane. Hmm. I wonder if mundane, uh, if the etymology is related to Earth in some way. I'm tr- I can't think of a specific example, but I feel like there's some word that's sort of similar that starts with M-O-N or M-U-N. I mean, there's the ing- uh, 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 the French word, I believe, monde, M-O-N-D-E, which I think means world or earth. If I'm, was it like le fin du monde, the end of the world? So uh, yeah, that seems like that is related to the earth and the world. I think I might have figured it out. But of course, when we get to the M's, we will uh, we'll know for sure. All right, well, I read all of the words. I'm so proud of myself. I'm also so proud of you for listening to all of that. So now I'm gonna reread the words and we're gonna pick a word of the episode. We had earring, ear rot, ear shell, earshot, ear splitting, earth, earth, Earthborn, earthbound, earth color, earthen, earthenware, earthly, earthlight, earthling, and earthly. No, earthly. Just two syllables. 
Um, okay, I think, I think I'm going to pick Earthling as the word of the episode because um, I, I think that uh, a lot of people forget about all the other Earthlings on Earth. We don't think about every person as being individual people who want to, you know, they have uh, wants and needs and interests and, and things like that. Um, I'm including animals in this. We're, we're all Earthlings. Um, a lot of people get super uh, selfish and greedy. I'm the only person who matters, blah, blah, blah. But no, there's 8 billion humans and countless, countless animals and insects and plants and all those things. So, you know, I think we got to respect all the earthlings uh, like you. Yeah, you who are listening to this. You are an earthling. I respect you. I love you. I don't know who you are, but as long as you're not an asshole, you're cool with me. But just because you might be an asshole doesn't mean that you don't deserve love and respect. So I, I still got that for you. And uh, and you're here on earth and you deserve to live and, uh, you know, deserve to live and, and be happy. So earthlings, earthlings, inhabitants of the earth. There are lots of earthlings on this earth. We're all living and trying to be cool and nice. Some of them are not nice, but they're still here on earth. They're earthlings. All right, that is the end of the word part of this. And uh, let's see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about another movie I saw. And, um, ooh, I can't remember where i left off it's either 32 sounds or gardens of the galaxy maybe i talked about those uh they're both great uh i think i think oh you know what i think i talked about those and now we're gonna talk about labyrinth an old movie it's almost 40 years old i have loved labyrinth so much since i was a kid i know it's kind of silly and cheesy but there's just so much good stuff about it but the really cool thing about when i saw this movie recently was I saw it at a big old theater in Chicago, and I believe it might have been on 35mm, and there was a group of people who came from Detroit. I believe they are called the Goblin King Players. I should put a link in the show notes for them. And they basically act out the movie on stage and down up and down the aisles while the movie is going. They lip sync to the movie... The songs and the lines and everything, they've got costumes, uh, fantastic costumes, oh my god. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, a. they're really, really well done, it was so cool to see it live acted out while the movie is playing, they encourage you to sing along during the songs, oh, it was so wonderful, and I think I may even try and get, uh, one of the, one or two of the people from the show, from the group, to, uh, to be on this podcast someday. I don't know if I want to wait until the word goblin, but maybe maybe before that somewhere. If you could ever get a chance to see the Goblin King players, go ahead and do that. I think they might do other movies too. I don't know. I haven't looked into that. Okay. That is going to be the end of this episode. We're, we got more Earth things to talk about in the next one. I am super grateful that you have uh, joined me here on Earth. Uh, we are all living on Earth together. Let's respect each other, respect the Earth, all the plants and the animals. And uh, uh, I forgot else what I was going to say.
Okay, this has been Spencer dispensing information to all of the Earthlings on Earth, and goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, for who we got to say, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.